Hello and welcome. This is the Ultra Working Podcast. I am Chris Natera. And today's episode touches on the concepts of correlation, causation. I will tell you about some interesting observations that I've made in my own life when it comes to these concepts and various things I've been tracking. And yeah, hopefully we can explore this and, and maybe create some interesting questions and contemplations for you to take away from and consider for your own life once this episode is over. So um, I would consider myself an early adopter. I'm almost always willing to give new software and new hardware and new things in general a shot and I experiment with them for a while and I see how they fit into my existing uh, setup and my existing workflows. And over the last two months or so, I've been experimenting with a platform that roughly speaking, tries to make it easier to extract useful insights from the data that you might already be collecting in your life and see if they can come up with any correlations and extract something useful for you. And I've been using Apple Health for quite a while. I've been using an Apple Watch for quite a while as the main data source. And I got, you know, these Wi-Fi or Bluetooth scales that you can jump on in the morning and that it will give you your weight and maybe some other body data. Sometimes not very accurate, but over time you can see trends. I'm also wearing continuous glucose monitors whenever I think it's the right time for it. And then I'm also running all sorts of software on my mobile devices, on my Mac, that will tell me how much time I'm spending in different applications, on different websites, and will give me like a, an overall rating and, and this kind of stuff. And this new platform allows me to import all of this different data. And then it automatically generates, it runs through the data, and it automatically generates some kind of you know, correlations that it sees. And some of these are really interesting and helpful. For example, I found one that says, um, on during times when I go to bed later, my weight will be higher. And uh, just you know, with like basic physiology, I can come up with a few reasons why that might be the case. Generally, you become more insulin resistant in the evening and, you know, late night snacking, which might occur during those times as well, is usually then not so good for the waistline. You might consume more calories. My sleep might be shorter as well. So all sorts of reasons. I didn't really look too much into this, but this is an interesting realization that I probably could have guessed, but I wouldn't have guessed without this platform pointing me in that direction. Then it showed me some other correlations that are, but basically show the limits maybe of, you know, AI generated insights that haven't been additionally screened for plausibility or for usefulness. So these are some of the correlations it shows me, which are, you know, kind of funny, actually, which is uh, number one is on days where I burn more calories, I am more active. And additionally, on days where I burn more calories, I work out more. And uh, as you can tell, that's interesting and it's correct, but it's obviously getting the causality wrong. It's That's not the way the causality goes in this case. It's the opposite. So this is basically an interesting glitch and shows the limitations of this platform, but nothing really to be worried about. But it got me thinking because I am at the same time, I'm, I'm tracking all sorts of other behaviors. For example, you know, let's say we had a show the other day where Andy and me talked about 
sort of our routines and our ideal days and what behaviors we want to be doing in order to maximize our productivity. And for example, this morning, like as I'm recording this show, I had a very, very good morning in my in my book. I woke up uh, right around sunset, like so around 6 a.m. I woke up very refreshed, jumped out of bed, went into the living room, started meditating. After meditating, I took my journal and sort of went through my morning planning routine, laid out the day in, you know, in detail. And here I am recording a podcast about it. So one of the main things that I want to be doing that I basically, you know, can't really say I have a productive day if I don't take care of my core responsibilities. Now, here's the question that I asked myself. On days that I don't go through my morning planning, generally those are not good days. And days that I do go through my morning planning, those tend to be quite good days. But I'm not quite sure anymore that the morning plan is actually the causal factor that makes it be a good day or the absence of the morning planning in itself is the thing that makes it not be a good day. The question is more like, why am I not planning on some days and why am I really taking the time and planning in detail on other days? And like, what makes the non-planned days turn into them? And so I think the, the causal factor is actually something else than the, the planning. Once I'm for whatever reason, I'm in that zone where I just have a day that is like full of energy, full of momentum to want to get things done. I tend to naturally do all of these auxiliary behaviors. And this is you know, also something to note that these auxiliary behaviors, I think on my ideal day or like if I you know, were to structure, if I think about what I really like to have, what makes me uh, feel subjectively satisfied, I think these behaviors, these, these these things are part of what belongs on that list. However, they're not they're not in and of itself enough, sufficient to create an objectively good day. Um, I've seen in in some some folks, not you know, in some examples, people that they're basically their day is like they wake up early, they do all of these auxiliary behaviors, they meditate, they you know work out, they journal, they. I don't know, drink uh, a cold glass of lemon water or any of these other things that you might see. But then they're sort of missing out on the one thing that's actually, I feel like that they're now prepared for. You know, you're in a really good zone now. You got all of the stuff out of the way. You're, you know, dialed in. Now it's actually time to get some work done. And, you know, they might not outperform on this particular metric. So on the other hand, there's plenty of people that... Don't do any of these things, but just work a lot or, or put in like some really good hours or have really good insights. And I'd rather be in that category if I had to choose between the two. I'd rather get like really, really good work done and not drink any ice, lemon water than the opposite way. However, in the ideal world, I do both. So this, I think, is just something to consider as well. But yeah, again, my, my question was, hmm, what is it actually? Is it... So I, I used to think the journaling or the, the morning review and planning, which I still think is super valuable, but that that is the main causal factor that determines whether or not I'm having a good day. 
And after going through my data, or after thinking about this for a while, I'm now not so sure that it is actually the first thing in the chain. And something else might be the ultimate causal factor that determines whether or not I have a good day or whether or not I have a less good day. And everything else that comes afterwards is sort of already just a consequence of this currently unknown factor that influences my day-to-day -day or maybe even week-to-week -week, you know, performance. And I think it's, yeah, now that I've identified this, I can spend some time analyzing and, and asking myself what this factor might be, or even if there even is a factor. I mean, at this moment, still not clear, but it's a question that I've raised after seeing the data, asking myself this question. Uh, it's very easy to... It's very easy to con contribute something as a causal factor when it's actually not. So that's the the main thing that I want to pay attention to. They're not immediately jumping to the conclusion that A is responsible for B when something else might be responsible for A that I haven't identified. And it just just going through all of this information has shown me that yeah, the causality and correlation and, uh, and you know, the old adage, and you've seen it multiple times, many, many times mentioned, correlation doesn't equal causation. But it's so easy to make that mistake. I think we're, as humans, we're naturally biased to see patterns. We want to see correlation almost intrinsically. It's just part of our nature to look for patterns to want to ascribe a meaning or a causality to all sorts of different factors and catching that and knowing when we don't yet have enough information to make that contribution is, I think, a valuable skill to have. So maybe think about the things in your life, like what actually has the most predictive influence over your performance maybe also over your emotional state or any other thing that is interesting or relevant for you, your physical state, your harmony in, in the teams that you're working in, identifying what is upstream and what is actually just a downstream effect from something else, I think is an interesting question to ask. Um, that's it for this episode. I hope it was useful. Thank you for listening. And as always, be well.